This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Indeed it is the Monty Show live on a Friday afternoon as the Utah Jazz have traded Rudy Gobert to the Minnesota Timberwolves. We've got you covered. All the reaction, all the opinions. This is exactly what we said the Utah Jazz would do, and they have absolutely pulled off a blockbuster with the Timberwolves. If you look across the bottom of the screen right now here on YouTube, you can see um, all of the picks that are there. It's four first-round picks for the Utah Jazz, three of which are unprotected. Um, in 2023, 2025, and 2027. Also a top five protected pick in 2029. And Jake, this is absolutely remarkable. Just give me your initial reaction. Yeah, it's been in the making for quite some time. I, I think that this is the first time you can say that that Ryan Smith, no doubt, wants to win a championship. And we've been telling you for for years now, uh, or not years, but like the last year and a half since the deal got done, that Rudy Gobert was, with all due respect, and, and again, it's not anything against Rudy Gobert, but he's not a championship caliber player in today's NBA uh, game. It's just not how the NBA pans out. And when I look at some of the guys that they got back, what did this team struggle with last year? Perimeter defense. What have we been telling you that they needed? Perimeter defense. Who did you get? You got Patrick Beverly. You also got Malik Beasley, and you got Jared Vanderbilt, and and a couple other two other guys. But those are the those three. I would say are the main are the main guys that you really need to know in this trade. And and frankly, it's it's this is the last two days for the Utah Jazz are by far the two most influential days in the last. I mean, I, I don't even know how long. Probably the last five years. I mean, I don't know what you have to say about it, but I, I would say the last probably five years, these two days tell me that Danny Ainge is here operating at, at the absolute highest level of execution, and the Utah Jazz are doing what it takes to win a championship. And I'd also say this is a clear choice, and you're about to get some information on this, but this is a clear choice that the Utah Jazz said, hey, we're going with Donovan Mitchell. We're building around him, which is what we've been telling you for the last seven months they're going to do. This is a clear choice to go with Donovan Mitchell instead of Rudy Gobert, and I applaud the Utah Jazz for making the tough decision. Yeah, I got to tell you, uh, having conversations around the NBA this afternoon, it is absolutely shock and awe at the return that Danny Ainge was able to get for Rudy Gobert. Let's remind you, go back, wind the clock back in time. Rudy Gobert signed a massive contract that was going to pay him $41 million a year on average. And when you're not winning, and when you are a limited player as Rudy Gobert was for his time here with the Utah Jazz, certainly there was going to be a move made. But four first-round picks and a haul of talented players, Jared Vanderbilt alone um, had one NBA source I talked to this afternoon completely fired up about this. Uh, but to get three first-round picks that are unprotected, um, to get uh, Malik Beasley um, certainly is a guy that can shoot the three. You know Patrick Beverly, although many sources I've talked to today have thought that Patrick Beverly would not remain with the team. Uh, but Walker Kessler was the first-round pick of the Minnesota Timberwolves this year in the NBA draft. I mean, this is an absolute haul for Danny Ainge. Make no mistake about this, Jazz fans. Have no question. This is a huge win for the Utah Jazz. And a source very close to Rudy Gobert I talked to just before we went on the air this afternoon um, was telling me point blank, 
The Utah Jazz chose Donovan Mitchell over Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert has known that this was coming since his exit conversation. Um, because as I reported, this whole thing about, hey, it's, it's Donovan or me never happened. Rudy Gobert told Danny Ainge and Ryan Smith, point blank, hey, I feel like I'm a scapegoat. I feel like I take an extraordinary amount of blame for the defensive struggles of this team. And if there is an opportunity for a change of scenery, I would be open to that. My preference, Rudy Gobert told the Jazz, would be to stay in Salt Lake City. That source close to Rudy Gobert also told me it's a tough day for Rudy because he's leaving Salt Lake City. He is passionate about the city of Salt Lake, the state of Utah. He really wanted to win a championship for the fans of the Jazz, and it just didn't materialize. And I think that tells you what you need to know about Rudy Gobert. This is a classy human being. This is a good dude. This is a guy who tried his very best with all of the tools that he had to make this Jazz team better, and it simply didn't work out with the mix of players that were here. And the day that he signed that contract, and I believe we told you this on the show, the day that Rudy Gobert signed that contract was absolutely the day that his fate was sealed with the Jazz because they were not going to win with a, a seven-foot center making $41 million a year, 23% of the salary cap, who is so limited offensively. And to me, Jake, I think that's the biggest thing here. This is Danny Ainge remaking this roster in the version of today's NBA that you need to win a championship. Jazz fans, are you satisfied? No. Is this the change you were looking for? Because just this morning on the show, what did we get? Hey, more change, more change. There were tweets yesterday about, hey, what are we doing? The rest of the league is is making moves. And and I have to tell you, you know, on the show this morning, you know, we felt like, hey, like the Kevin Durant thing's going down. There may be a slow period here, but not for Danny Ainge. And I think, again, I, I haven't exactly been nice to Danny Ainge, but I think it's really important to say, hey, Danny Ainge is doing his damnedest work here. Danny Ainge is is on point. I mean, I can't think of a better uh, a better haul, a better a better package of players and picks to go and get. And the other thing that we need to say before we get too deep into this is this is not the last deal they're going to make in 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 our opinion. I think when you look at this package, I could easily see you flipping one of these players and a couple of picks to go and get somebody else. What have we been telling you for the last probably 5 months since the Rudy trade stuff really started getting hot? The Toronto Raptors are going to, you know, be in bed with the Utah Jazz, and I wouldn't be surprised if, I wouldn't be surprised if if that deal went down. And we have confirmation from sources close to close to the situation. They're not trading Donovan Mitchell. It's not happening. And yeah, I think I, that's the most important thing here. Literally texting with an NBA source right now who says the Jazz are telling teams today that they are not trading Donovan Mitchell. It's and a I, clear choice. I will tell you again, um, in talking to sources around the league, um, talking to my guy at the Utah Jazz this morning, they've gotten at least half a dozen calls today alone on Donovan Mitchell. And they have told teams, including the Lakers, including the Suns, including the Heat, including the Knicks, all four of them have lobbed calls to the Jazz this, in the last few days, this week specifically. They have told those teams that Donovan Mitchell is not available for trade. And to me, this plays out just as we thought it would. And, mm -hmm. and I, I'm not a guy, I'll let Teddy Wayman tip us $5 and tell us what a great job we did. Teddy, I really appreciate that because I think we've taken an extraordinary amount of heat on this show um, about what we've said. And what we've said since December mm -hmm. is that the Utah Jazz have assured Donovan Mitchell they are going to remake this roster 
around him to play to his strengths. They are going to make sure that he is in the best position to win a championship. Thanks. But I think it is very clear, and you need to know this, the Jazz are not done by a long shot. And I want to I want to read you specifically a tweet that I got um, from a source in the NBA as soon as that trade went down because I think this is significant. And it's significant in the wording that he used um, because he said, um, quote, um, choo, 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 let me make sure I get this right. Um, the Utah Jazz um, are not done. It would be very difficult for them to keep all of these picks um, and keep the picks in-house, excuse me, especially when the talent you traded for is not the caliber of the guy you sent out. More moves are coming. What is he really saying there? This is really, really, really important. It's a big like, question. What is he really saying there with that text? What he's really saying is, hey, the, the Jazz unloaded the Rudy Gobert money and they got a package of, of picks and players that not only lighten the load financially, but enables them to go and make another deal with Toronto or with, you know, even Miami, even though, you know, obviously we've reported uh, that there were some rumblings about Miami putting an offer in on Don, but we have confirmation, clear, clean cut, no doubt about it, that they're not trading Donovan Mitchell. So then the conversation shifts to what else is next. Well, what I would say about that is, I think right now here today, they're convicted in keeping Donovan Mitchell. I don't I don't have any question about that. Yeah. The thing I would say is if you want to blow the, the socks off the Utah Jazz, Danny Ainge is not going to say no to that. If you swoop in and you want to send the Jazz talent and picks, it, you know, I think that would be very difficult for them to turn down. But the thing that's very clear is the Jazz are on the hunt for a number one caliber center. Mm -hmm. They're going to need somebody that that you know, that they can, that they can start at center. And I, I, I don't think that body is on this roster. I've heard today that they have shopped Rudy Gay around the league. Um, yesterday, I know yesterday afternoon that they were close on a, a Mike Conley deal. So I do think that those things are coming. But as Teddy Wayman points out, we now have five first round picks. I'd say Donnie is doing his thing mm -hmm. or Danny is doing his thing. Excuse me. I would agree with that. Well, and I think when you look around at, at what's not happened, what's, what's actually not happened. The Hawks haven't moved John Collins, right? The the Bulls, the the Vucevic, you know, Gobert trade had hadn't hadn't materialized because Danny had something bigger in the works. And so I think you make a great point when when you say, hey, Danny is not here to to trade Rudy for a player that's less than Rudy. What Danny is here for is to trade Rudy through a package of players and picks to then go out and get a guy who does more what Donovan Mitchell needs to happen, to be successful. Donovan Mitchell needs a guy, you know, I'll use John Collins as an example, like a John Collins-esque player who can play in the pick and roll, who can shoot it a little bit, and who's a tenacious rebounder. And the offensive shortcomings of Rudy Gobert are really why this happened. Outside of the money, of course, you know, everybody just goes to that. But I think we would feel a little differently about Rudy Gobert, and maybe they would have gone a little bit further, with all due respect, in the postseason if Rudy Gobert had a bit more of an offensive game. So my point here is that the guy they go and get, that's going to be a requirement. And I'd even say, and I'm not pointing to DeAndre Ayton because I don't think that that at all is a fit, but I, I'm just telling you, the guy they go and get really should be an offensive first player, and hopefully that defense can, can keep up. Yeah, and I think when you look at the net on it for this coming season um, and practical 
cap space. They're picking up $4 million in cap space on this Rudy Gobert deal. Um, you look at Malik Beasley making $15 million. Patrick Beverly's at 13. I, I would have a hard time believing Patrick Beverly fits in this locker room. Um, I mean, he's a hell of a defensive player, but don't be surprised if he gets flipped. Um, I look at, at guys like Jared Vanderbilt. Um, you know, I mean, Leandro Balmero is also a guy that you have to remember, you don't know exactly what he is as a player. Um, you know what Vanderbilt is. Yes. I think the return here has been nothing short of spectacular. If, I, I mean, mean, if I'm Danny Ainge, I'm keeping Malik Beasley and, and Vanderbilt, and I'm I'm shipping out Balmero, Kessler, and Beverly. I'm, I'm flipping those players and obviously I don't know. I some of those I think I'd picks. hang on to Kessler. He has got a, he's got a lot of upside. You, you just don't know. But again, this goes back to Fisdale being here mm-hmm. and this organization, Great point. Great point. this organization being committed to developing talent. I think that absolutely is in play here because when you look at what the Utah Jazz are doing now, they and and this is a hugely important point. They're not doing what they've always done. I think that is an incredibly critically important point. The Utah Jazz right now today are not doing what they've always done, which is stand pat. What they are doing is they are going to take their medicine so that they can get their financial house in order. This is undoing the mistake that was Mike Conley. This Mm -hmm. is undoing the mistake that was Rudy Gobert. Mm -hmm. This is undoing the mistakes of the Dante Exums, the Rodney Hoods, the... This is undoing the Dennis Lindsay era of Utah Jazz basketball. And we've been saying this for eight, seven, eight months. Yeah. The Utah Jazz, as you know them, are over. This is a new era of Utah Jazz basketball. And if you wondered, and we openly wondered on this show, how big are Ryan Smith's balls? How big are they? Well, apparently they're pretty big. Yeah. Because he just traded a couple of guys that were very close to Donovan Mitchell. I mean, trading Royce O'Neal... It, that's he's a pretty good friend not bringing of, back of Eric Donovan. Pascal. Yeah, not bringing back Eric Pascal, not bringing back Trent Forrest. These were all difficult moves. You hear Rudy Gobert say, hey, it's emotional for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's emotional that I'm leaving Salt Lake City. These are not easy decisions, but they're the right decisions. And if I am the Utah Jazz, I'm really excited about Y'all that. Y'all feel me? I am really excited about Hell that. Hell yeah, you are. Sean Mirzinski says, steal. Hola, Billy. Good afternoon to you. He says, oh, my, we robbed them. Kessler is a stud. I'm telling you, keep Kessler because he yeah, is a guy. Again, I think it depends on, on who you're going after. I mean, if you're going after a bona fide starter in this league, a night in, night out, you know, starter in this league, like if you said to me, not, <coughs> excuse me, not that this is realistic, this is just an example, but if you said to me, hey, Bam Adebayo is available or a guy of his caliber is available – and I got to give up this guy and some picks, and we got to put something yes. together. Then, in that case, I'm moving Kessler. But you know, I understand he's got game. But what I'm telling you is, let's let's. Yes, he's got game. I want to stay away from. I want to stay as far away from developing talent as possible right here in this moment in time. If I got to develop some guys after we're all said and done, no problem with that, right? But I want to go after. Big fish. I want to go and get somebody yes. that I can partner with Donovan Mitchell who who can who can make Donovan Mitchell and him a prolific pairing. Because again, look around the Western Conference. This is no secret. The Western Conference is dominated by duos, right? Phoenix didn't have a trio. I got news for you. Phoenix had a duo in Chris Paul and Devin Booker. You look around, look at Golden State. 
right? They used to be before before Clay went and tore up that knee and tore up that Achilles. It was Clay and Steph and everybody else. And I understand Draymond was there and he's a big deal for them. But Clay and Steph were the heart of that team. And you look at you look at you know Dame and Aldridge back in the day. Like the Western Conference is a duo conference, and I'm telling you right now, the Jazz still don't have that. But what I will also say is right here, if you did nothing else, guys like Boyan Bogdanovich are already a much better player, right? Jared Butler, I don't know if he's going to survive this this summer or not on the Utah Jazz, to be perfectly honest with you. If he does survive, he's already a better player. There's already more room for him here. So that's what I'm saying. Like You've already made good moves and, and great steps here, but I'm telling you, this is just the beginning. I, I believe wholeheartedly, 1,000%. There's another deal coming, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was an offensive-minded big who you can pair with Donovan Mitchell to get the lob game going, to get to get more space on the floor for him. Like that's what I think this trade says. Says. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. And just you know, just getting reaction from some NBA guys. There's nobody that I have talked to right now um, that is unhappy with it. I mean, a, 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 an agent I talk to on a regular basis said home run hitter Danny Ainge is back in the league. Yeah, exactly right. Danny Ainge yeah. is back in the league, and his reputation precedes him. When you look at um, everything that Danny Ainge has done, and one of the things that really bothered me over the last couple of days, Brian Windhorst, who I have a hell of a lot of respect for, I think I think Wendy's one of the best in the business, but he said something on first take um, today or yesterday that didn't make a lot of sense to me. Comparing what Danny Ainge is doing right now with the U Utah Jazz to what he did with Boston and Kevin Garnett in that whole trade with Brooklyn, I don't think there's any comparison there. Yes, he he came in. Yes, he made huge trades. Yes, he hired a young coach, sent out all his players. Okay, great. Yeah. This situation is completely different. You had to trade one guy, and that was Rudy Gobert, and they did that. This is a home run. This Utah Jazz organization, I think, knows what they have in Donovan Mitchell. And the other thing I'll say is you notice that Donovan Mitchell has been eerily quiet. Silence. Over, over the last couple of weeks, Donovan Mitchell has been eerily quiet. And a lot of people have tried to do the talking for him, and I just don't think there's anything to say. I can tell you I have called his agent and texted his agent repeatedly, and I have got very little in reply to that. And it's because I think Donovan Mitchell gets it. He knows that he's got to stay quiet here because there's nothing to say. I think when you look at Rudy Gobert and the sentiments that Gobert is leaving behind, he's doing it right. Mm -hmm. Rudy is leaving the way he came in, pure class, which is what Rudy is. He's an excellent human being, excellent human being. He just didn't fit here. But where Rudy Gobert is going in this trade, that's a championship caliber team now. When you look at the fact that Carl Anthony Towns is going to be able to play the four instead of the five, it's a massive swing for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is that they didn't have to give up one of their best young players to get Rudy Gobert. They did give up a haul of draft picks. There is no question about that. Three unprotected first-round picks, a fourth in 2029 mm -hmm. uh, that is top five protected. Mm -hmm. That's a haul of picks. To give up Jared Vanderbilt, that's a significant price. You know, Kessler, significant price. Malik Beasley, we, we talked about it on the show this morning. Malik Beasley was going to be traded. Yeah. So that's not surprising to me. Patrick Beverly, not surprising to me. They held on to D'Angelo Russell. And, and to me... 
that's another trade chip that they have. Now, well, do they move him? I don't know. Well, and if you look at their 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 roster, I mean, let, let's let's get right to the chase here. This trade for the the Timberwolves, you you cut a ton of fat. You know, yes. you 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 now have put yourself in a position where Anthony Edwards is your guy, right? Anthony Edwards and Cat are your two workhorses. Rudy Gobert yes. has no need of any variety or or, or any caliber to, to to be an offensive player. This team. Hear me clearly. This team is the perfect team for Rudy Gobert. You've got an all-star in in Cat. You've got an all-star in Anthony Edwards. You've got an all-star in in D'Lo. Those three guys right there. Even if again, even if they traded D'Lo, let's say, just just say he's gone. You still got a great position for Rudy Gobert. It's perfect, and that's why they. I think that there was a willingness to to move all these guys and all these picks because they're saying, hey. Our biggest thing here is we got to be able to battle the big boys in the East. And to win the East, what do you have? Defense, bro. Defense, rim protection. Yeah. And by the way, Eric C. says he likes the 5 o'clock shadow that you're rocking right now. Hey, man. Now. Got, you got, you got, we've been working, man. It's Friday. We've been working. When was the last emergency breaking news show? I don't know that we've ever done one on this show. Never done one on this show before. I don't, I don't think but we have. But when you've been reporting something for seven months, it's time to do one. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, good question. Cody Strickland says we need Conley gone now. I need, I think what you have to do is you have to turn these picks into a second star. Um, and I think that's what's going to happen. I, I think this is a retool, not a rebuild. Notice nobody in this organization has said the Jazz are rebuilding because mm -hmm. they're not. This is not a rebuild. We're not tanking. We're not rebuilding. No. We're not in the draft no. to be number one overall. No, I, this is a, in my opinion, this is a retool. You know, I, I, I think that's exactly what this is. Kill, Killer Kennedy said, Woj said they are going to retool around Don. Do you believe it? Yeah, I do believe it. Do we it. believe it? We've been saying it for, for how long? I mean, I mean that's, December. We that's start, what we're known for. The first time somebody told us that was December. And yeah, we've absolutely had our balls broken uh, over the fact that we said that. And you know what? I stand by everything that we've reported on this show because, frankly, from the jump, and I know we say it a lot. You're probably tired of hearing, hearing about it. We told you from the get-go yeah. they were trading Rudy Gobert and building around Donovan Mitchell, and today I think they sent no clearer message than that. Mm -hmm. you know, I think, it's a clear choice. I mean, yes. uh, again, I, I, I think you make a great point, and I think it's something, as Jazz fans, you shouldn't skip over. The Utah Jazz sent a very clear direct message line in the sand like definitive hey we're building around this guy not that guy we chose our path now it's time to go and walk that path and i think that's why i say you're not you're not just going to stay right here that's why i want to keep emphasizing that's i don't know right. how many trades they're going to make but that's there's right. definitely another trade happening i mean that's just that's just no doubt about it yeah and i i don't see how you don't make another trade i mean it it's too difficult to get to where you are at this point to simply not to not make another to not make another trade, I think yeah. it's just you've got all these assets. You've got not one, not two, yeah. not three. You've got yeah, five you've first got, round yeah. picks. Yeah, man. And you've got a guy, and you know the guy that I'm thinking of. You got a guy in John Collins who's just hanging out there. I'm telling you, with I'm a team. You. By the way, with a team in the Atlanta Hawks who just gave away a ton of first round picks, mm -hmm. and it is surprising that the Atlanta Hawks have not traded. John Collins yet. And the next time we hear that Danny Ainge likes John Collins, 
will be about the hundredth time we've heard yes. that. And John it, Collins works. Yeah, and I and I I have no problem with them wanting John Collins. I mean, I think you have to do everything that you can do to flip this. Because look at before I, I know we got to get to the comments, but think about all the bigs that have signed recently: Carl Anthony Towns, Nikola Jokic, uh, Buddy from Portland that I can't remember his name. Nurkic, 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 Nurkic. Nurkic, right? Like you've got all these bigs who are signing huge deals. Who have we not heard about? John Collins. We haven't heard from John Collins. And that's why I say, like, I, you know, again, we don't have any any info right now, I don't think, that, that says, hey, definitively, yes, that's their target. But when you start putting this together, we've been talking about Atlanta for a minute. And that Bulls trade with, you know, that sent, I think they traded him to, to Chicago, Herder, to Chicago, I believe it was, if I'm not mistaken. Like, John Collins is sitting there ready for the taking. And now, and this is my point, now you don't need DeAndre Hunter. If you get DeAndre Hunter from Atlanta, bro, I mean, this team is going to be, this team's going to be really deep. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Jared Sibley tips us $2 and says, are the Jazz going to trade Conley um, and Clarkson. I, I don't think that they will trade them both. That is just my opinion. Uh, I'm not saying that that you know that's a fact, but from what I've heard and, and from the guys that I've talked to at the Jazz for a pretty good good stretch of time now, I, I think they'd like to keep Jordan Clarkson. He has tremendous value. But the other thing that I would say with the Utah Jazz, the game is different now. Mm-hmm. You've acquired five first-round picks in the last 24 hours. You have your draft capital now. You have your assets to go out and improve this roster. Now you can turn Jordan Clarkson from a liability and an asset in the trade market to an asset on your team and an asset in the trade market at the trade deadline should you need to make that Mm -hmm. deal. You can look at anybody who's left on this roster any way you like because now you have five first-round picks that's huge. And you're not paying luxury yeah, tax. Yeah, and three of them, three of them are unprotected. Yeah. You're not paying the luxury tax. You are t- this is there's nothing about today and I know I took some heat on Twitter for saying this. I'm telling you that yesterday was the day that this team started growing. <laughs> the moves that this team made yesterday, arguably yesterday was the most important day in the last 10 years for the Utah Jazz. <laughs> You knew that this was paving the way for a Rudy Gobert trade. They had to clear those roster spots to bring this return back. And, you know, it's funny. I texted you last night, and I don't want to say what I was told, but let's just say the Jazz were working overtime last night Mm -hmm. because, you know, we delayed our our cardio sesh last night and – like, we were waiting. We were ready. Yeah, we were told that something could be coming last night. It didn't happen. And you know what? I, I think I Danny won. I mean, there's just no other way and to again, say it. Ryan Smith has won. Like, this is, like, I think, yes. you know, obviously it's not over yet. Like, they're going to make, uh, like I just said, you're definitely going to get one more trade, probably two more trades. But I just think for Jazz fans, like, you guys have been tortured by awful ownership for how long in terms of basketball like I think in the community the Millers were great like they did a lot of great stuff for this town no doubt about it but what I'm talking about is winning good basketballing good front officing like you guys have been tortured you know and and I think this is this is different this is not the same as it used to be this is not Dennis Lindsay and and Justin Zanuck this is hey Danny Ainge and basically everybody else and all he's got to do is talk to Ryan Smith and I and I just I I was hard on Ryan Smith when the when the jersey reveal happened and we all didn't like the jerseys Uh, I was hard on him for how they executed that but at the same time with this I gotta praise Ryan Smith like this is what I'm talking about man like 
Come in here, revolutionize the organization, make changes, and make the ballsy trade. Like, don't be scared to do what is necessary to win. To that end, I will say, Donovan Mitchell, your time is here. I don't want to be talking about no, you know, no defense out of Donovan Mitchell this season. I don't want to be talking about how you can't, you know, make your floaters or hit an elbow jumper. It's time. Like now is the time to get it going. Well, I got to tell you, um, and I have not had time to vet this, but this is pretty much my number one NBA guy saying that the Utah Jazz are close on a DeAndre Ayton trade. Mm -hmm. um, that would be a sign-in trade, likely a three-year deal. Um, for a rookie extension max. Wow. Um, and they would send um, the one of the protected picks, including the one from the Royce O'Neal deal uh, for the Nets, um, as well as uh, the 2023 um, first round pick. So that one's unprotected. The unprotected. 2023 is unprotected. Um, they, the Suns would, would want the 2023 unprotected first round pick. Dude. How does DeAndre Ayton fit in Salt Lake City? Well... You know, I, I don't know. Um... Well, it's a complete change from what you had. That's the first thing I'll say. DeAndre Ayton is 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 the exact opposite of what you had, which is the an exact opposite. Offensive-minded guy, like I was just saying, offensive-minded big, but really struggles defensively. Doesn't stay connected in the paint. Uh, not the best at, at pick-and-roll defense. However, what I will say about DeAndre Ayton is due to his playoff experience. He's played in big games. This last season, yeah, he it was not a good situation for him at the end in Phoenix. But when you look back at that NBA Finals run against the Bucs and the things he did against Giannis, and like, he, he played some decent defense down the line there in that NBA Finals run. And what I would say, and this is to your point, David Fisdale being here, that's the type of development I'm talking about. I'm talking about a guy that can play but has some shortcomings and wants to get better, develop him. If he can just simply stay to his man through the paint and can play a little bit better pick-and-roll defense, he's going to be just fine. And what I'm telling you now is that opens Donovan Mitchell up. Like I'm talking about having a big that can knock it down with the best of them on the offensive end, that allows Donovan Mitchell a lot more space. So I, I I, have to say I like that idea. I like that idea, but it sounds expensive to me. So just a little more depth on this. Um, and I'm texting with a couple of different people here, so forgive me if I'm a, a little distracted. It's coming in but, right now. This is the first time. From what I understand, the, the, the Jazz would be sending the 2025 unprotected first-round pick they got from Minnesota. Mm -hmm. They would be sending Patrick Beverly... Um, in return to the Suns, or at least that's what they would like to do, um, and they would be acquiring DeAndre. Now, my guess is, my guess is the reason that that's all it would take to get DeAndre Ayton out of Phoenix is because Phoenix is very close to a Kevin yeah. Durant deal. Yeah, that is my guess. They need Patrick Beverly in that trade, and this again, I I am not ready to say this is happening, but what I'm hearing right now. They need Patrick Beverly in that trade because Mikhail Bridges will be going to Brooklyn mm -hmm. uh, in exchange for Kevin Durant. That is that to me. Man. That to me makes a lot of sense. That the and, and for those of you who don't know, the domino is is that DeAndre Ayton cannot be signed and traded to Brooklyn. That cannot happen because that hard caps Brooklyn. So he cannot be in that trade. Brooklyn has said straight away to Phoenix, we're not interested in DeAndre Ayton. But if the Suns are able to make a trade for DeAndre, remember he is on a he is on a, a restricted deal. They tendered him an offer. DeAndre is a, a restricted free agent. What can happen is the Suns, he can opt into that. He can accept that offer sheet, and then he can come to to 
uh, Utah and he can sign an extension. My guess is that's what you're going to see. That'd be my guess because the Suns are going to be very teeter-tottery on that, mm-hmm. on the salary cap. Got to be very careful. And I think what the, the bigger question for me here has to do with Phoenix. Yeah. What is Phoenix willing to give up to make this trade happen? Because if I'm the Phoenix Suns, I am desperate to trade DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. I need that deal to happen so I can clear cap and then I can take that first round pick and I can send that in a deal uh, to Brooklyn to get back. Because my guess is, and what we were hearing this morning was that it was going to entail Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges yeah. going to Brooklyn as just a starting, just a starting I'm fine with that. level I'm fine for with that. Kevin Durant. I got to be honest with you. I'm fine with that. I, those are, with all due respect to Cam Johnson, like Devin Booker and Kevin Durant on the same team is absolutely ridiculous. And I think that having Chris Paul as opposed to Kyrie Irving, with all due respect to Kyrie Irving, I think is a is a huge upgrade in the, in the, in the execution department. Meaning, and I want to be really clear on this, I'm not saying Chris Paul is a better player than uh, Kyrie Irving. What I'm saying, though, is when you have a shooting guard in Devin Booker and, you know, I don't know what you want to call Kevin Durant, the best player in the league, frankly. When you have those two guys, all you need is one guy to feed them, bro. Feed them. I think it's one of those things where you really have to, you really have to understand that there's a lot of moving parts here. Yeah. A lot of moving parts. This could happen in the next few minutes. Yep. Um, It just depends on how aggressive Sean Marks and the Brooklyn Nets want to be. But I think there's a real chance that the the, the Phoenix Suns and the Utah Jazz are talking about DeAndre Ayton. And all of this, not to cut you off, but all of this stems from Kyrie Irving and those choices yes. he made. Yes. All of this is because he wasn't loyal, he was selfish, and now you have this avalanche of a domino effect happening and I just think like I also want to say I commend Phoenix for giving Devin Booker the 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 supermax the extension because I think by doing that not only obviously do you have that commitment with Devin Booker but it puts to bed the Brooklyn request of we're not trading KD unless you give us Devin Booker it puts that to bed and now you can operate and I think that this is this is brilliant again what have we been saying hey Rudy go the Rudy Gobert thing was probably going to be a three-teamer but at the same time, at the same time, to be able to do it with just another team and then to take that value you got back and to go and get another big like DeAndre Ayton, who's an offensive-minded player that can do a ton for you. Yes, yes, liability defensively, but I'd rather have that in this league. Offense over defense at the big position. I just think it's brilliant. Like I, 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 And I'm not trying to wax poetic about Danny Ainge and Ryan Smith here, but this is what I'm talking about. You can feel the momentum. If you're listening and watching this show right now, I hope that you're feeling the momentum of what's happening right now because this is huge. If this DeAndre Ayton deal goes down here in the next few minutes or or today, whenever it happens, because I, I I feel pretty good that it's going to happen. Like it, it's just it's amazing. This is a different team now. I, I like you're gonna roll out with that highlighter yellow jersey and you're gonna have you're gonna have DeAndre Ayton and 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 Donovan Mitchell. And a hall of players, like it's incredible. Like I don't think you could ask for much better out of this front office. Like I, I just, it's, it's amazing. I love it. Yeah, it really is. And again, I just want to recap the news of the day here. Um, and Jake is actually going to recap the news of the day, so I can take this phone call. Yeah, take the phone call, bro. So to recap, if you're just tuning in, the Utah Jazz have traded. Uh, Don, uh, I'm sorry, the Utah Jazz have traded Rudy Gobert. Um, this trade includes quite a bit, so I'm just going to go over it. He's getting source information right now that he's about to bring back. So to go down this again, 
The Utah Jazz have traded Rudy Gobert to the Minnesota Timberwolves. You're gonna. The Jazz are receiving Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, uh, Walker Kessler, Leandro Balmaro, and Jared Vanderbilt. Those are the players. Now we're going to get to the picks. So the picks are going to be, these first couple are unprotected. So an unprotected 2023 first-round pick, an unprotected 2025 first-round pick, an unprotected 2027 first-round pick. This next one is a top-five protected pick in 2029. The dynamic at play here is that they chose Don over Rudy, and now we're getting news that we're about to get an update, but before he starts going, Right now, what we've got is that the Jazz are in talks to get DeAndre Ayton. So go ahead and give us the goods about the phone call. I think it's very close. I think there is a situation. Phoenix is trying to calculate every cent on their salary cap. Um, and I think the hardest part here is that Phoenix Phoenix just signed Devin Booker to a massive Supermax mm-hmm. yesterday that's going to pay him north of $50 million a year. There's a lot of moving parts at play here. One of the things that's at play here, from what I understand, is the Suns are trying to have a conversation with Deion, or excuse me, with Kevin Durant. That's not so easy to do by league rules at the moment because he is under contract to the the Brooklyn Nets. I think one of the things they want to do here is they want to have a conversation uh, with Kevin Durant before they make that deal because mm-hmm. I also think they're very close to making that deal. Um, and again, sources are telling us um, that you have a situation where the, the Utah Jazz are close to a trade with the Phoenix Suns um, where they would acquire DeAndre Ayton um, in exchange for Patrick Beverly and one of the unprotected first-round picks they just got from Minnesota in the Rudy Gobert deal. And it makes a lot of sense, frankly. I mean, a, a lot of this is fluid. A lot of this is moving parts. Um, and I want to be careful to say that. I, 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 I think there is a lot of craziness happening right now the Jazz are far from done. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. I know the Suns are trying to have a conversation with, with Kevin Durant right now, um, and that is becoming more and more difficult because of salary cap rules. Um, you just have to be very careful. In today's NBA, with the tampering rules, you have to be very careful uh, of what's going on. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I think that that's a, that's a big part of this. Yes. Um, let's see. Teddy Wayman says, if we trade for Aiton, I think we keep Pat Bev. I think that Phoenix has to have Patrick Beverly. They got Beverly. to. They got to. Cause they I think can't, they, they have to have it. In the Kevin Durant transaction from, from Phoenix, uh, you know, Phoenix to Brooklyn to get Kevin, you know, in order to make that happen, Mikhail Bridges has to be part of that deal. So so the Suns are sending Bridges out, which is why the Suns need to go ahead and get Beverly. That's the, It just has to happen. They got to replace that defense. Yeah, I think this is a fascinating time. Uh, Josh Martin says $5 tip. Josh, thank you very much. Thank you. So essentially, we get five first-round picks, four first, and this year, uh, one first. Great haul. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is absolutely Assets, incredible. Bro. Assets. Uh, what's going on? Noah Francis with a two-dollar tip says, "Building around Don." Right again, guys. Bless up. Thank you, Noah. Appreciate that. And again, what Noah is talking about there is we've been reporting for the better part of of seven months that the Utah Jazz had told Donovan Mitchell they were going to remake this roster around him, that they uh, would eventually trade Rudy Gobert. And by the way, one of the things I think you have to talk about in this conversation is, I think this is a huge part of why Quinn Snyder is no longer the head coach of the Utah Jazz. Man, that's a great point. I think at the at the, at the the outset of this calendar year, a year ago, I think everything was fine. I think that they tried to play peacemaker 
and Rudy Gobert went off to the Olympics and came back to a worse situation than he left behind. Yeah. I think that was part of it. The other part of this is that I think Quinn Snyder was very, very unhappy that this team did not make this style of trade at the at the trade deadline. And I think when you look at the frustration uh, that was Quinn Snyder and you look at what he is what he has been through, I think that it is very clear that he wanted a Rudy Gobert trade at the deadline. And we told you they were talking to Toronto at that point. Um, I think that there is no doubt in my mind if they'd have made that trade at the at the deadline that they would still have Quinn Snyder as their head coach. But everything in time, right? Yeah. So now fast forward, Will Hardy's your head coach. You have Rudy Gobert in Minnesota. You've got you've got five picks, first round picks in the future. You've got Patrick Beverly. You've got Walker Kessler. You've got Malik Beasley. You've got all these parts now. And now breaking news is the Utah Jazz are talking to the Phoenix Suns about potentially acquiring DeAndre Ayton mm-hmm. for Patrick Beverly in one of those first round picks. Sources have told us. I am I have I have reached out to my guys at the Jazz. I have not heard in return on that. So I have not gotten a confirmation or a denial that that is in fact going on. But usually I'll be honest with you, when I reach out to my guys at the Jazz and they don't answer, something's coming. Mm-hmm. Something's coming. Mm-hmm. So I think when you look at the the when you look at the appetite right now for the Utah Jazz, I think they've got to continue to move the needle. Yeah. I think they've got to find a way to improve this roster even more. They are not done by a long shot. And I, and I, right now, I think you know the Will Hardy thing is a really interesting interesting conversation because Will Hardy. Will Hardy's got a lot of energy about him. Will Hardy is ready to go. Will Hardy wants to get it going on the offensive end. And I Absolutely. Think that, I think that Will Hardy, um, you start to understand why Will Hardy is such a good fit here. And, and by the way, it should be said, dude was a great fit from a resume perspective from the beginning, which is why we told you on June 6th before anybody else that Will Hardy was the guy they were probably going to go ahead and hire, even though Johnny Johnny Bryant, uh, you know, obviously was part of the organization before. But I think when you look at, you know, again, even if the DeAndre Ayton thing doesn't happen and you were to stand pat just right here with what you have now, right now you have a team that's very pliable. It's very flexible. You can yes. play a lot of different ways. Yes. There are many things that you can do. Now, again, I'm not saying they're going to stand pat. They're obviously going to do more. But my point is, is what should excite you as a Utah Jazz fan is Will Hardy is going to come in here, build an offense that caters to Donovan Mitchell and whoever they get to play next to him. And I think that's what should excite you. Donovan Mitchell is finally not going to be suffocated by an offense full of guys who are not athletic, who are not able to hit a wide open shot on the wing to save your season. Like, like I just can't emphasize this enough. I've been saying it for so long. We don't know just how damn good Donovan Mitchell can be because he hasn't been the the training wheels haven't been taken off yet. He hasn't been in a situation where he can just be him and he can do what he does best, which is score the basketball. And I'm yeah. telling you, this is this is the start of something fresh for Don, man. Yeah, and we'll see. Uh, Tyler Cyril uh, with a dollar ninety nine tip. Thank where, you, where's sir. Where's the other penny? Where's the other penny? It's probably he can't. Well, he can't afford it because his salary cap is max. You ah, see? your hard cap, see? Tyler. Hard I'm sorry cap. to hear we that. Uh, would you consider who would you consider to be untouchable? There's one guy for the Utah Jazz that's untouchable, and that's Donovan Mitchell. And you're seeing it. Yeah. You're seeing it. I mean, again, I just want to keep emphasizing. I know we have a lot of people joining the show. Now we don't. It should be said we don't usually do shows at this time. We're usually a morning show. We hopped on to, to cover this for you guys. So, so they made a choice here, uh, and and I want you to to talk about what his agent said 
Again, I want you to up, refresh that because I think this is really important. They made a clear-cut choice to build around Donovan Wait, you Mitchell. mean sources close to Rudy Gobert? Um, and it, it's interesting that, that we've talked to a lot of people yeah. around this situation. Um, Rudy Gobert's agent has been very forthright with us. He, he told us on draft night, I don't see a trade coming for him. Yeah. Um, but in talking to people around Rudy Gobert today, I mean, he's not the happiest guy. He's very emotional is the word that was used. Mm -hmm. Rudy is very emotional about leaving the Utah Jazz and about leaving Salt Lake City and Jazz fans. He, Rudy feels some responsibility for this club not winning a championship for Jazz fans during his time here. Um, but he is excited about his new opportunity in Minnesota. Now, the funny thing is, you run into this team multiple times every <laughs> single year, so it's not like Rudy Gobert is going to be a stranger. And when the Minnesota Timberwolves come to town this year, they're going to be battling for the top spot in the West, if I had to guess. I mean, that is a very good team. And they're not done dealing either, by the way. I wouldn't be surprised to see them flip D'Angelo Russell for more value. But having said that, Rudy Gobert is not – Rudy Gobert is not unhappy to be leaving. Rudy Gobert will miss Salt Lake City. He mm -hmm. has a, a great deal of affection uh, for this town and for the fans, and I think he has a lot of respect for what the Jazz are trying to do, but I think he knows it was time. Yeah. Um, and I think he also knows that he's going to a, a situation where he could potentially win a championship right now. Um, but you look at what's left in the wake, and I don't think there's any doubt the the Utah Jazz are in a very good situation. Let me get some of your your thoughts in here. Ethan Zhang says, Aiton, we'll see. We what do we shall think? see. What do we think? Do we like it? Do we hate it? What are, what are the thoughts? Uh, Brady Cook says, so what do you think is going to happen next? Because you guys haven't been wrong. Thank you, Brady. I think they're going to try and get DeAndre Ayton. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah. I, I could be wrong. What do you think of that? I mean, do you think that's that? Because he's the obvious choice amongst bigs right now. Like I was just saying earlier, like there's been a ton of bigs who have signed, but he's the only one that's in a different position. Well, the thing that comes to my mind is, and I agree with Noah Young, Aiton coming to Utah now, question mark, I think very likely. Yeah. I think that when you look at the the situation um, with with DeAndre Ayton, and, and again, NBA sources are telling us that DeAndre Ayton um, is being pursued by the Utah Jazz, um, and mainly because, not to be redundant, but I see a bunch of people are joining the show, the news is the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns are close to a trade for DeAndre Ayton. That situation is very fluid because the Suns are trying to make this move to help them pave the way for a Kevin Durant trade. DeAndre Ayton is a guy that fits exactly in to what the Jazz want to do offensively. The issue, of course, with DeAndre Ayton is he is soft. He is soft defensively in that he mm -hmm. is not mentally tough. He does not stay attached to his assignment, which has historically been a, a big problem for him. He is essentially the exact opposite of what you just sent out today in Rudy Gobert, but he's such a gifted offensive player. There is some frustration in Phoenix with DeAndre Ayton that he isn't a mean player and that he won't dunk on a guy. He doesn't want to end you. He just wants to score the ball. And he'd rather do that with a layup than a dunk. He is a very good rebounder. One of the issues with him offensively is he doesn't catch the ball very well. But he is a guy that if you give it to him, you give it to him above the, the, the chest, he can knock down a jumper ad nauseum. Like yeah, anytime dude. he wants from anywhere you want, he can do that. He can shoot just inside the three-point line free throw line at the rim can pass he absolutely he is absolutely a system center he's a guy that you will hardy can build a system around to work the pick and roll the pick and pop it just opens up an enormous amount of opportunities but the reason i really like this trade 
is that I also believe it gives you an opportunity again to keep Boyan Bogdanovich on this team mm-hmm. because I think the drive and kick game with this particular set of talent that's here, and again, I don't think by any stretch of the imagination that we've seen the last of the molding of this roster for this coming season, but when you look at what the Jazz have now today, this is a pick-and-pop team. This is a drive-and-kick team. This is a team that's going to be focused on Donovan Mitchell being the premier offensive player. Um, and I think you're going to see if they're able to acquire DeAndre Ayton, I think you're going to see that this team is going to to be a very big problem on offense. They yeah. are going to create issues for teams on offense. Defensively, I don't know. The other thing I think is that is incredibly important to say today, Donovan, it's your turn. Yes. This is your team now. And Donovan Mitchell has got to step up. He has got to come back to the fold with a mid-range game, and he has absolutely got to come back a more willing, able, and wanting defender. Donovan Mitchell has to be a much, much better defensive player because the days of feeding guards into Rudy Gobert to feast on are over. Yeah. They have to find guys. Malik Beasley's one of them. Vanderbilt's another one of them. If they wind up sending out Pat Bev, which I think is very likely, whether it's for DeAndre Ayton or somebody else, if they wind up sending out Pat Bev, they're going to have to find somebody else who can play defense. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to now be your biggest problem is, is you're, you're going to have to find a system defensively that works. But I got to believe that they're going to acquire DeAndre Ayton. I, I just think that I think that makes a tremendous amount of sense. Well, and I think if you're Brooklyn in this whole situation, right, you're on the other side of the phone here. If you're Brooklyn, this is by far one of the best opportunities you have. Like, there was a lot of noise around, hey, the Lakers have a trade package to get yes. Kyrie and KD. And, and I don't think that I, – I, I'm not so sure that Kevin wants to keep playing with Kyrie. I got to be honest. Like, with the way this has gone down and just kind of the way it feels – now, I could be wrong. I'm open to that. But just the way it feels, I'm not so sure that, that KD wants to keep playing with, with Kyrie Irving. And I think that – I definitely know that that book and KD are talk and have a relationship. Yes, and, they and, do. And, and Kevin and Book go all the way back to uh, I I can't remember the year, but the first year that Devin Booker was on Team USA, him and Kevin Durant were very tight at that camp, and their relationship goes all the way back to that. And I would just tell you that you know you you need to keep that in mind. That's I think why Kevin wants to go to go to Phoenix. And by the way. I think it also should be said if he goes to Phoenix, if this deal happens, you know the Jazz get 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 Aiton, Kevin comes to the Suns, you know you get a package of players and picks shipped out to Brooklyn. If that happens, I don't think this is Kevin Durant ring chasing, man. I don't I think, either. I think I this don't is either. him going to a team and being the guy that they needed to win. This is different than Golden State. So I think again, it hasn't happened yet. Let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. But if it does happen, I think that's a conversation we got to have. Yeah, and again, thank you, by the way, for everybody being here. If you're here right now, please give us a like. Please hit the thumbs up button below. We really appreciate that. Let's get to some of your thoughts here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Christian Simpson says, agree, Teddy, we, with Pat Bev. Teddy Wayman had said, hey, if you if you make this trade, you got to keep Pat Bev. Gabe Ledley makes a really good point. Unless Chris Paul is in that package too, who's going to light Aiton's fire in Utah? Well, that's going to be up to Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think it also needs to be said that, hey, man, Donovan Mitchell's got to be a leader now. Anything on the floor, I have total confidence Donovan Mitchell's going to grow here. Donovan Mitchell's got to be a leader. This is a huge moment in time in Donovan Mitchell's career. And I think he's got to lead. He's got to lead by example. He's got to lead by work rate. He's got to lead by leadership, communication, morale. 
He's got to put the ball in the bucket. He's got to play defense. This is the time that we've all been waiting for and, to see on to see on Donovan Mitchell. And if you're DeAndre Ayton, don't you have a point to prove? Like, like I, I don't disagree with the comment about, about lighting his fire, but let's make no mistake about it. There is a, a level of disrespect happening between DeAndre Ayton and the Phoenix Suns. Yes. And if I'm DeAndre Ayton and I'm going to the Utah Jazz, a team that, that has, has been level with the Suns two years ago, wasn't nearly as good as them this year. If I'm going to the Utah Jazz and I know that I'm going to see the Phoenix Suns multiple times every season, I got a point to prove in that game. I, I, I like, I like, I, I need to come out and have like a career year on both ends of the floor. So I, I agree with what you said about Donovan. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? What happened? Jacob DeLambo, a $20 tip. Damn, says, bro. Says, keep up the great work. Jacob. Wow, bro. I appreciate en- enjoy that. Enjoy that Lambo, my friend. Yes, thank uh, you. I appreciate that $20 tip. Didn't mean to interrupt you, but that's huge. Yeah, major bag alert. Yeah, dude. Thank so you. So my point just is, is I think DeAndre Ayton has a lot to play for here. Like, like I just don't think it's one of these things where it's like, oh, well, yeah, I left my first team. I'm going to my second team. No, dude, you left your first team after your first team benched you when you were getting blitzed by, by the Mavericks. And then you get traded to what's going to be a rival of the Phoenix Suns. I can't stress that enough. Like, he's got a ton to play for here. He shouldn't need to be fired up, you know? Yeah. like, Yeah, I, I, so the I'm being told that that the Suns are, are, are just simply waiting to have a conversation with Kevin Durant's people. So it feels like the Suns are close to making a Kevin Durant trade. And they will need to have a. They will need. So they're to, a conversation away. They're a conversation away, um, and I I think that's very smart. I think that is very smart. What do you think? Just and this is speculation. Just just for conversation's sake. What do you think a conversation like that looks like with with Kevin Durant? Is that is that like, hey man, like here's the situation. What's the money look like? Is that? I mean, what do you think that is about? I don't think it's anything money because the money is the money. They're not going to extend him. Kev's got four years left on that deal. Um, I think that the thing is, Hey, how do you see yourself fitting in here? Hey, we, we want you here in the long term. Give us some kind of assurance because I heard this this morning as well, that there is a thought. And I even, I think I said, you said it this morning. morning. Yeah. There is concern around the NBA, especially with the Miami heat and the Phoenix suns that Kevin Durant will be there for a very short period of time and want to leave. And these teams are going to have to give up a mighty package of players uh, to get Kevin Durant. And I think there is hesitancy around the league to do that. And I think that's why the Suns want to have a conversation with Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. And I have no problem with well, that. Well, you know who's going to be on I, the phone. I, uh, well. You know who's going to be on the phone. I would guess Chris Paul. Chris Paul, I, Monty I, Williams, and James Jones. I and would I would guess, guess Book so. is going to be there too. I would I, guess. I would but guess so. Who the hell knows? But I got to tell you, one of the things, one of the things that's crazy, is you're seeing, you're seeing Danny Ainge. He's going to work. He's bro. putting the Phoenix Suns <laughs> like, in position to win a championship, or excuse me, the the Utah Jazz in position to win a championship. So all this nonsense with CAA, all this nonsense about here. wearing the Celtic logo, Danny Ainge is doing his absolute level best to build a championship contender in in Utah and I think it's it is beautiful to see because this is what I'm used to having covered the Chicago Bulls having covered James Jones in the way he operates in Phoenix the day he hired Monty Williams that's what this feels like to me being at Monty Williams press conference in Phoenix that's what today mm, feels like mm. you know being at Phil Jackson's press conference when he was hired by the Lakers and talking to Phil 
after that, I was very lucky in LA. I, I worked for the radio station, the radio network. I worked for the Lakers. I was very close to that situation. And having Phil Jackson say, I'm home. This feels like I'm home. I'll never forget what that a moment. moment. What a I'll moment. I'll never forget that moment. And that's what this feels like. Danny Ainge is home and he wants to build a dynasty. And I think if you are a if you are a Utah Jazz fan, the last two days should have absolutely incredible. been orgasmic. A- absolutely incredible. And this is why you I know? tweeted it. Like, absolutely, positively incredible. <laughs> Jeremy Bolton with a $6 tip. He says, sending $6 to get Caruso on the team now. Sweaty headband and all. <laughs> Amen to that. For those of you, it Amen should, to be, that. Said, it My should be said, because we have a lot of new listeners, so I want to loop you in on the inside joke. Jeremy Bolton is a longtime listener who is an Alex Caruso hater, but it's a running joke inside the show. So just to fill you in. Love that. Good to see you, JB. Appreciate that. Let me read some of your comments. There's a thousand people here right now. Let's let's get you uh, let's get you guys some run because you guys support the show. PG, Don, SG, Clarkson, Vanderbilt, Power Forward, Kessler, Center, Kai Soto. A lot of people on the Kai Soto train. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of people. Jansen said, should I be worried about the Jazz on the defensive end of the floor? You should. Today, we'll see. I don't know. I, I mean, Malik Beasley's not just some throwing into the street. No. He's not. And Joseph Call says, don't count out Malik Beasley. Great shooting guard. He's an upgrade to Boyan Bogdanovich. Yep. He's absolutely an upgrade. Well, and I think, you know, a lot of what we had been talking about over, over I mean, Man, it's got to have been five, six months in, as far as the Raptors were concerned. When we were talking about, you know, the Ananobi and the and the Gary Trent Jr. trade, I think that Beasley fills that Gary Trent Jr. slot on this team. He certainly you know? does. And, and I think that Beasley is somebody who, again, and, and he's not the only one, a lot of athleticism in this package from the, from the Timberwolves. And that's the thing that we've really been hammering home about about this team for some time. Like, it needs to be younger, bigger, and more athletic. And I think that a lot of these guys check those boxes. Yeah, and, and I think this is a very common question being asked today. Alex Chacon, good to see you, my friend. Aiton or John Collins? Two different players. Two and very I, and different players. You could absolutely <clears throat> have Collins and Aiton on the same roster. I, I think that I don't want to have the conversation of Aiton or Collins, you know, just take out the context of Kevin Durant. Because I think that Kevin Durant angle is what's making the Jazz right now. Meaning that that if Kevin Durant and the Kyrie thing hadn't happened, we wouldn't be sitting here doing the show right now. And I, I think would agree. That, I think that, yeah, Aiton or Collins, I think I'd rather have Aiton because he is a, a, a true big where Collins is more of a hybrid guy, not undersized, but just the way he plays the game and his oh. build. He's more of a hybrid guy. So I think I would have Aiton because I trust David Fisdale to go and develop him. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think this is one of the most interesting comments we've gotten all day. Minnesota giving that much for Gobert is an indictment on Carl Anthony Towns' defense. It is. It, it is. is absolutely. I think I think Cat is a guy that is an offensive player. Yeah. He's your power forward. And this is going to free up Carl Anthony Towns to see – you know, a guy like a Joel Embiid in the NBA Finals. This makes that possible. But but again, the, Rudy is, I mean, this is a perfect fit for Rudy. You yes, can see why this yes, works. Yes, absolutely. And when you, you think about the contenders to go to the finals, let's say Minnesota goes to the finals, which I'm not convinced this roster will do that. But if they wound up in the finals and you run into a Giannis, you now have two big bodies to combat that. Yes. Right? So you're, you're set up to be a much better defensive team in Minnesota. And yeah, by the way, Ant is an unbelievable player. Incredible. I mean, Incredible. Anthony Edwards is a stud. Yeah. I mean. He is the guy. Donovan Mitchell woo. gets a lot of Dwayne Wade comparisons. 
Anthony Edwards is is Dwayne Wade 2.0. I agree. I, same guy. LPP said it smells like a full rebuild. I I don't know if I would say that. I mean, why do you, you say that? Yeah. If, if you go and get if you go and get DeAndre Ayton, I don't know how you can say that this feels like a full rebuild. Yeah. Because I, I just I just don't think it does. Teddy Wayman with a $5 tip. Teddy, how are you? Man, the Suns are going to be tough if they land Durant. Yeah, they are. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they That's are. That's what I'm saying. And, and what have we been telling you? Again, I'm not, I'm not trying to run out this, hey, we know everything, we're right about everything. But it's just very apparent now that I'm sitting here thinking about it. What the hell have we been telling you? Hey, the Jazz are going to be part of a three-team situation to get better. And what is this? A three-team situation where the Jazz are going to be the landing spot to free up another team to go and chase Kevin Durant. I literally said that on the show this morning. Yeah. And that's exactly what this is. It's 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 just perfect front office execution yes. out of Danny Ainge, yes. bro. Yes. Jacob Yates says, give us your starting five, Monty. Well, right now today, Dude. I mean, obviously it's Conley, Don. Um, I'd play Beasley at the three. Mm -hmm. um, and then, I, I mean, I would have to think that you would start Vanderbilt at the four. Mm -hmm. And the five is is by committee. I, I, think, the I five think so. Is, the five is decided in camp because I don't think you know. Assuming that Kessler's here, we have no idea if he's going to be here or not. Yeah, and, and I but, guess the, I guess the other question that I would ask here is, what is Vanderbilt profile to? You know, like that Pascal is Pascal Siakam. That's what he profiles to. I mean, that absolutely could be. That's, I mean, that's that's how I look at Vanderbilt. I look at him as like more of a a, a wiry frame that that's a. And, and I'll pull up, and I just want to make sure. Um, yeah, I mean, six nine, two fifteen. So like, this is a guy who isn't, who is not a seven footer like center guy, right? But he's ultra athletic. Uh, not the best shooter in the world, but can can make some shots and can just do. He's just that guy who's who's like really athletic, but isn't like the purest of shooters, you know? So like, right. that so that's why I feel like that's a guy I want on my team. That's a guy this team needs. Like I want if I'm if it's Don Conley Beasley Vanderbilt at the four. Okay, I can work with that because then at the five, I can have the lumbering center because Vanderbilt and Beasley can cover ground. I can, like, that frees you up to do things at the five. So, I, to answer the question directly, I can't give you a full starting five, but right now, assuming Vanderbilt's on the team, I'm going, I'm going Don, you know, Don Conley, Beasley, uh, Vanderbilt, and whoever you want at the five. And I think this is I can't believe I'm saying this but I think I would bring Bogdanovich off the bench I think I would I think I'd I think start it's Vanderbilt. situational I think it is you're not done I don't know that I I no would, I could give you a starting five here because I just think you're a work in progress I I I think it's very difficult to do that. Uh, Adam uh, Butler, good morning, or good afternoon to you. Uh, Jazz Nation going crazy on Twitter. Jazz fans are the worst fans. I, I don't know how anybody could think this is negative. I think this is a great trade. Well, I just think what it is, you know, I'll be, I'll be honest. Like I think, I think Jazz fans, what, what ends up happening is, is you don't know. A lot of Jazz fans, and obviously, you know, everyone listening now knows who Malik Beasley is, but your garden variety Jazz fan probably doesn't know who Do Malik they know? Beasley is. Like, probably doesn't know who some random guy from the T-Wolves, Vanderbilt, is and what he can do. I got news for you. Vanderbilt can posterize dudes. Like, Beasley can knock down that corner through with the best and, of them. And I would like to see... I don't think he works here. The question is, does Patrick Beverly work in Phoenix? I mean, he broke his... He does. Didn't he, he didn't does. he break Book's nose? Oh, he or, did. They have history. But yeah. that, but see, but this is what Pat Bev does. He, You go through the battles with Pat Bev, and then because he's on a new you team every Pat scene, Bev. you hate the guy, and then he gets on your team, and you're like, wow, I love me some Pat Bev, right? I love me that... that that as all the NBA announcers famously refer to Pat Bev as, as the dog getting off the chain, getting after guys. And, and that's why I say, like, 
One thing that I think the Phoenix Suns really needed was some toughness. And if this deal happens, and again, it, we are being told they're one Kevin Durant conversation away from this happening. But if the Phoenix Suns can get, you know, Beverly and then can get Kevin Durant, like, dude, another prime example. Be, uh, Beverly's had battles with Book, with Kevin Durant, like with the best of them. And that's why I think he's respected. You love him on your team. You hate him if he's on the other team. Uh, Marco on Twitter says, just a, just a big shout-out to you. Thanks, Jake, yeah, for making thanks, me change yeah, it. Yeah. The, just yeah. A, a big, a big yeah. you know. Go ahead, go ahead, I go ahead. I appreciate that. Yeah. A big shout-out to you guys. I hated you guys. I thought you were wrong. You have no idea um, what you're talking about. Until they traded Rudy Gobert for four first-round <laughs> picks. You know. Love you guys. Much love. Appreciate that. Yes. Appreciate yes, you. Yes, know, dude, and, and, and I listen, appreciate that, bro. Listen, if this is a, if this is a victory lap, let it be. Uh, I'm happy for Jazz fans today. This is a huge, huge move. And Rudy going, and, you know, as we sit here, I'm, I'm wondering if we're going to get a, a DeAndre Ayton to the Jazz trade um, sometime today. I, I think it's a huge move for the Utah Jazz. I really do. I just, I, I think it's huge. Uh, David Evan Olson said, for the sake of posterity, what would a Mitchell trade look like if the Jazz went full rebuild? Oh, man. I think that's probably to... Here's a question that I was asked earlier today, too. If Brooklyn calls you and says, we want Donovan Mitchell for Kevin Durant. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Like right now. No, like yesterday. Yeah. Here, have all our first-round picks. Have Donovan Mitchell. Um, can we throw in, you know, can we throw in a Mike Conley for you? How about we throw in some practice shorts? You like, have to. You don't have a choice. Hey, we'll throw you some highlighter yellow jerseys. Like, I mean, you have to. I don't know. It would depend on who it is, but it's a haul of first-round picks. If you got this for Rudy Gobert, what would you get for for Don? Yeah, yeah, you agreed. know, like completely. Agreed. To me, that's a that's a that's a huge question. Brett Robbins, good afternoon. He says three-team deal to get Turner and Collins. Y you love. To I, see I it. mean, again, I, I that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that. I, I think that the Collins Atlanta angle is kind of a dark horse right now. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, it, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened, but I, I, I really like the thinking with the DeAndre Ayton angle. I, I, again, it's not done. It's still very much an if it happens thing, but I would be really excited about that if that happened. Alex with a dollar tip. Thank you for that. Thank you. Um, let's see. Barb Hansen says, folks, I don't think the Jazz are done. I don't think the Jazz are done by a long nope. shot. Nope. Uh, Black, Lie, Black Like History says, Brooklyn Mitchell Simmons Ayton would be nasty. Oh, it my would. God. It would. Could you even imagine that? Could you even imagine? But, I, you know, again, he, the issue is is that you can't have Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons on the same team because of the contracts. Mm -hmm. But, I boy, that would certainly be interesting. Uh, Donald says, send Beverly to the Raiders. Exactly. He does <laughs> like playing football. Uh, you know, Saunders Clark says they would have to get rid of Ben Simmons first. They would. Uh, Illert Ginnick. Wow. Illert What's Ginnick. Up, Where dude? you been, Ginnick? He says, trade Clarkson and Conley for a defensive, for defense equals chip. Yeah, could be. Absolutely. Could be. But I, I don't mean, see. Okay. But here's the thing. I don't think before the, the Rudy trade happened, I would have told you that Clarkson was definitely in the front running to be traded because I just think that he has a lot of value around the league and you can yes. easily see putting something together around him. But now... I'm not so sure I want to give up Jordan Clarkson because now I've got a really athletic starting five just as it yes. sits here today. Obviously, they're going to do more, but just as it sits here today, you've got a really athletic starting five. And now Jordan Clarkson's role on the team is what it's always been. Get buckets, dude, and look good doing it in the new purple uniform. Like, like that's all he needs to do. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Alex says this proves the Gobert contract was not a mistake. 
I don't know. I guess that's how you, how you look at that. Um, certainly, if you'd have told me two years ago when this news was announced, yeah, okay. If this is what you're going to turn this into, okay. But the consternation you went through over the last two years yeah. that just, that absolutely destabilized that locker room. Was it worth the pain? kind of feels like it was not worth the pain because this team should have gone to the Western Conference Finals two years ago. That said, though, see, but this is the game you can play with everything. I mean, if 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 Dennis Lindsay doesn't re-sign Rudy Gobert to the extension and Rudy's gone, then Dennis Lindsay never gets fired, right? And then, you know, Quinn probably is still sitting here. And like, I mean, it's just, and Danny's not here. Like, everything, again, love it or hate it, but I, I just think that this path was laid as soon as he, he signed that contract. JC says Clarkson is our best scorer. Potentially, at times, there's no I, doubt he is. Yeah. You know. um, let's see. Uh, Puff YT starting five. Conley, Don, Beasley, Vanderbilt, Kai will be a great starting five. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, I think sure. right here today, you could go with that and you'd be fine. Honestly, you'd be a bit young, but you'd be fine. I'd rather be a bit young than too old. You yeah. know, honestly, I would. Uh, Gavin Vegas says, hey, what's up? Um, good to see you. Um, and again, as we talk about the breaking news, Rudy Gobert traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, for four first-round picks, three guaranteed, including 2023 and 2025, in um, a package of players that is centered around Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, uh, Walker Kessler. Um, just a really big win for Danny Ainge. And, and it's funny, one of the things that one of the comments pointed out is we said that Ryan Smith needs a win, this is a win. Absolutely. Yesterday was a win. Absolutely. If yesterday was a win, today is really a win. Um, and yesterday's win set up today's win, and today's win is probably going to set up another win. Yeah, and, and that's um, what I'm saying. This, All of these wins, the snowball effect that's taking place, started back when you decided not to make a move at the deadline. Because what did we tell you at the deadline? Hey, you didn't do much, right? Quinn's pissed that you traded Joe Ingles in that torn ACL for a, a, a rack of basketballs, right? Which is what happened, basically. But because you saved Rudy and you didn't trade him at that time, now you've been able to do this. And I'm telling you, again, go back. This is See, this is the beauty of YouTube. You can go back and listen to what we said. Go and do it. I want you to. We told you at the deadline. There are big moves coming this summer, and here we are. And I'm just thrilled that it's finally happening. This is the breath of fresh air that the organization needed. Yeah, and apparently one of the issues is how many draft picks, uh, how many draft picks can the Suns legally send to the Brooklyn Nets? Jesus. That's one of the questions. <laughs> well, Sean Marks is going to get his. Well, of course, but He's I mean, what are, we are we talking about like eight picks here? Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Probably. Jason Ellis with a $5 tip. Appreciate Thank you, Jason. You. He says, I don't know much about the incoming players. Did the Jazz improve our defense with any of these players with losing Gobert? Not your interior defense, but they are certainly more capable on the on the on the exterior at the perimeter. Um, I mean, Malik Beasley and and certainly Patrick Beverly is one of the most accomplished defensive players of his generation, um, and he is a guy that has made life difficult for more than one of the premier players in this league. Yeah. Um, the question is, how many of these guys are on the team when ca training camp opens? And again, the the Phoenix Suns and the Utah Jazz are talking about a DeAndre Ayton trade. Um, if you're just tuning into the show, um, the Utah Jazz would like to acquire DeAndre Ayton, and it's a question of how many picks can they are, are, will they send the Suns? Because now it's very apparent the Suns and the the Brooklyn Nets are talking, and the Suns need this trade with DeAndre Ayton. Mm -hmm. Now, I think it would have to be a sign and trade. It's a question I'm trying to get an answer on that. 
We'll see what happens here. There's a lot of contractual language up in the air. And frankly, I am not well versed on now where after this Minnesota trade, I'm just trying to get a grasp on where they are. But my guess is that there, in one form or the other, this trade can be made. And it's simply a matter of how many first round picks Danny Ainge wants to give up to sign an extension with DeAndre Ayton. That's really the question. And my guess is they send Patrick Beverly along to Phoenix because they, they will need him because to get Kevin Durant out of Brooklyn, they're going to have to send a haul of draft picks and swaps yeah. as well as Mikhail Bridges, as well as Cam Johnson to get Kevin Durant out of there. Yeah. And I think you're going to have to figure out what that package of players looks like. <clears throat> but, you know, when you know what the starting five in Phoenix was, I mean, without DeAndre Ayton and Mikhail Bridges. It's I mean, different. It is very and Cam different. Johnson's probably gone too. It is so very I, different. I, I think that I, 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 it doesn't surprise me to hear that this conversation now has evolved to how many picks can Phoenix send Brooklyn? Because if you're Brooklyn, you have to have that compensation. I mean, you have like you're you're trading Kevin Durant, like the best score in my opinion, the best score the league has ever seen since the league was ever created. I mean, the guy is that good in my opinion, yeah. and I think that. I think that if you're Sean Marks, you got to get you, as you just said, you have to get yours. You got to get the picks and you got to get you got to get two two players. Yeah. I don't I know don't, what's beeping. I don't right know now. what's beeping either. Um what I would say is that you're just in a situation where you almost can't lose here. You almost cannot lose here. I feel really good um, that the 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 Jazz won today, no doubt. Okay, cut, before we get out of here, let's get a couple more of your comments. Uh, Eric and Raleigh, uh, good afternoon to you. Booker just signed a max contract. He can't be traded, correct? Yeah. De Devin Booker will not be going to Brooklyn. He will not be going anywhere, frankly. Uh, Taryn Powell says, hearing that Jazz are going to make a big offer for Durant. I don't know if that's true. I'd be really surprised by that. Um, I think it is... I think that would be very difficult to justify for Kevin Durant. Um, I mean, it, it if he goes to Phoenix, they're probably going to win a championship. Yeah. I mean, it, that is just about a slam dunk. Yep. Um, and if he can go to Phoenix without Kyrie Irving, I think you're going to win a championship there. Uh, I, I, I have no doubt about that. I have not heard that, Taryn, but, you know, who knows. Uh, and Garcia says, trade no D Donovan Mitchell for them two white boys from Miami and picks. That would be a terrible decision. Yeah. I totally disagree with that. Good to see you and Garcia. William Bernie says, have you heard a guy named Michael Jordan? He's the greatest scorer ever, sir. I don't know, man. I look at Kevin Durant, and I think that that might be, that might be the guy. Yeah. Uh, JC says Mitchell is staying. Yeah, and again, um, not only have we been reporting for eight months that the Jazz are not going to trade Donovan Mitchell, Adrian Wojnarowski reported today that the Jazz traded Rudy Gobert in order to build around Donovan Mitchell. Hey, that sounds oddly familiar. Yeah, uh, do you guys know a show that's been saying that for how long now? Got to tell you. Hey, like, like, give, yeah, can, can we, give me a know, toast here, yeah, will you please? Yeah, Thank you. Pour hey, some, by the, by the way, pour you some guys, out for the hey, haters. By the way, check out our affiliate links in the description. You guys can have a toast too, okay? Yeah, thank you very much. Um, but yeah, unbelievable uh, day for the Jazz. J Jose Luis BG says, sources tell Jazz are targeting my grandma's flowers. Well, well there you go. You know. There you go. Ruff's official, my man, what's up? He says, Rudy averaged 16 and 14, 8 and 17 and 10. <clears throat> Same position, same body type, same game, and same contract. Totally disagree. 100% not accurate. Yeah. DeAndre Ayton and Rudy Gobert couldn't be further 
opposite. They couldn't be more 180, polar opposites. Like Different bodies, different players, different, different style, style of play. Yeah. You know, different mentalities. It's totally different. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, two Monty shows in one day? Here, here with the Rams. You got to be dressing. careful. If, if, we, if we stop the show and half hour from now, DeAndre Ayton is a, is a jazz man, we might just do a third one. You never yeah. know. Ha, uh, Jonathan Ponce says, Hassan, yes. white side. I still maintain he has value to the Utah Jazz. <laughs> I still maintain he has he has value to the Utah Jazz. Yeah. I am a I am a big believer in that. Yeah, I and I could be wrong about that, but hell, what a day. What a day to be a Utah Jazz fan. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram for all the breaking news on the Utah Jazz. You can find me, the Monty Show. You can find Jake SLC Supercars. The Utah Jazz have traded Rudy Gobert to the Minnesota Timberwolves. If they do it again, we'll be back. If not, until Monday, say goodbye, haters. See you later, haters.